a Radio 191 FM podcast. Right now, it is time for the interview with Teresa Rule, a.k.a. The Rodina. This was, um, I ended up meeting her up in Auckland during my design conference that I was at. Um, she is from, she's a designer from the Netherlands. Um, I believe that she's at The Hog um, with her family member. Um, they both share a studio called The Rodina. Um, amazing designer, looks into a bunch of different things like technology, environment, labor, um, and a bunch of different aspects, and extremely interesting. Like, she ended up doing this kind of really conceptual painting at the end of her um, presentation where we got to control where she painted and stuff. And I'm just going to jump right into the interview, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Hey, Teresa, how's it going? Nice, nice. I'm on a road trip, so yeah, where are you having a good time. Where are you currently located in New Zealand? Uh, I'm like uh, going up to Melbourne, Southern Ireland, so yeah. Yeah, because where have you been so far? Because the last time I talked to you was up in Auckland, just on the last day of semi-permanent. Yeah, yeah, I was at semi-permanent, and then, then I made this like a long, long road trip down to the Southern Island to see some beautiful stuff. I mean, I took a ferry to Picton, and then I explored uh, the mountains out, and I went really down uh, to this beautiful, beautiful place, a Milford Sound, uh, and that was wonderful, yeah. So has that been your favorite part of the trip so far? I think so, yeah, yeah, definitely. And, of course, like, my favorite part was seeing uh, seals, you call them kekena, mm. so these are the super cute animals, but really big ones. Yeah, I remember talking to you about that, like you're really excited to go see those guys. Yeah, exactly, and I saw them. Yeah, um, so I just want to talk about um, one of your works that you showed at the talk, um, the one about um, Playbur and stuff. Where did you get that um, concept? Well, uh, the, the Playbur part. So that's a, that's, that's a project about the uh, working conditions in the creative industry. But of course, leads further to all the work and labor that is, you know, that is difficult and exploitative, uh, or not well paid, or not enough paid, and then the working time is is longer and longer, and we are all the time working. So I wanted to talk about these conditions we also have as designers. So that was the point. Yeah, and then um, you also created a whole song for it. Um, what's what's like that? working, designing, and making music for a specific product? Yeah, for the, uh, okay, so for, for, the, for the music video, uh, I asked my favorite musician, because I love to collaborate, and, and that's, that's my favorite part about design. It's the collaboration, working with other professionals. So I wrote the lyrics for the song, yeah. and uh, I asked Ventolin, uh, one of my mu- music friends, and... He made the song for me, but I told him, okay, eventually, like, record it the way how you like it. So that's why I have his voice. So that's why there's this, there's this thing that you see a girl, but actually it's yeah. a male voice. Yeah. And it's kind of like him. a shift on it, like it kind of jars you a bit. Exactly, exactly. But I like that. I quite enjoy this. Yeah, and like, even with um, music composition or like writing and stuff, it creates this like aspect of fun or even like like you said work and the concept 
of work changes when you put that in context? Yeah, because, uh, I mean, working with musicians and making this music and making music videos, it's like super charged and people, of course, people love music, uh, as do I. But then the thing is that you can, you can kind of send a very uh, critical message, undertone, in kind of very positive music that you like to listen to. It has nice tune. It, you know, it's fun to listen to it. But if you start reading the lyrics and you listen a bit, you know, into more in the depth, you realize, oh, wow, like this project talks about something way more difficult and not that easygoing as the first tune, as the first melody sounds. So, and that, that goes also for our other designs. So you can see some kind of colorful, a lot of colors and, and let's say kind of beautiful surfaces. But if you look more underneath the surface, you realize we have, uh, we have our opinions as designers. So for example, here, critiquing the, the labor conditions or showing something difficult. Yeah, definitely. Like this whole like challenge of creating a product or changing a product really exactly. shifts depending on how you view it or what you perceive it as, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This is how we work with it. So it's kind of a kind of uh, subverting, you know? Yeah. And especially you're really common with that where you, one of the things that I definitely was taken back by the subversion of the base concept of the book with um, turning into a video game. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, that was a book uh, for Sonic X festivals. And they, every year they invite different thinkers and critiques and art critiques and artists. And many times, or often, they collaborate with people who comment on uh, on different kind of issues of the world. I mean, you have climate change, but how does that appear in arts and what artists can do? You have all the different waves of feminism. You have other other many things. So how or you can deal with with the colonial past? So how do we decolonize ourselves? And they deal with these topics. And the book is kind of. You know, like a big source of knowledge because all these people they put their knowledge into the book, and we thought, wow, this is like exceptional source of knowledge. We want to share it with people, with others, and people don't read books these days. So you know, so often or these kinds of books, theoretical books. So we thought, wow, let's let's make a challenge. Let's let's think about how to make this book more open for people to enter and for younger generations to explore. Okay. Can we see a book as some sort of environment? Can we design the book the way that you can openly walk inside inside the book, inside the pages? And that's how uh, the whole concept of making a game appeared. Yeah, and that just completely, because I remember talking to you saying, I'm a traditionalist, very much in that mindset, like a book's a book. But then, like you say, you don't read it anymore. No one does. It's, it might be on yeah. the phone. It's... Um, you might listen to it now, but especially coming up with a concept, we have this access to VR. Why don't we actually exactly. play it? Like create exactly. it, into, turn it to a space rather than this object. Exactly. But of course, next to the game, there is the book. So yeah. we designed the book and that's what you can encounter in the, in the game itself. So you literally, you walk around the walls and these walls are made out of the book of different pages, spreads, 
uh, the texts or images. So you, you are just walking inside it. And that's a special experience. Yeah, it definitely changes everything. But um, touching mm-hmm. on um, climate change, I feel like this is needed since it's so um, topical right now with the Amazon burning, sadly. What's going on? Yeah. Um, what's your opinion on that? Because I know you've done work with, um, you created geoglyphs from the mine shafts um, and then turned yeah. it into um, kind of a protest piece slash public art piece. Yeah, exactly. We we were we were really focused on this exploring or showing um, showing what's hidden behind the surface, not just behind the surface of the design, because design is very much involved in all these uh, you know um, ecological problems we have, but not just graphic design, like the whole industry of design, because we are we are the designers who are giving shape to objects, to everyday objects, but also to whole huge processes of the extraction itself so we wanted to comment on this and we were we were mainly focused on extraction of of looking at extraction of different chemical elements and rare earth metals mm-hmm. that are then later used in our own screens in our smartphones iPhones, devices like headphones all of these things they are made out of something and we wanted to point okay we are all all of us, we're using it in our everyday life and our work. So let's reflect on this. How much do we need these objects? And can we, can we kind of open the debate about this whole kind of huge, huge infrastructure of, of extraction? Mm. And yeah, this is where we are now. It's like a still fresh topic for us. So we're still exploring how can we open the debate. Yeah, because especially with design, like you have people like Barbara Kruger and a lot of others being very outspoken yeah. and political, and especially with exactly. uh, like just being very topical with the rainforest, this wasn't a natural cause. This was like lit by people intentionally, and just seeing that yeah, because these, these are resources. Of course, but these are, these are natural resources that belong into certain countries, but somehow companies. I don't want to point to specific ones, but the companies, they work above the level of each country. They are so rich. They they are able to, of course, kind of almost like buy whole parts of these countries without giving back to them, without paying taxes. So this is, this is a horrible thing, and they're just extracting for their own comfort, for their own kind of, you know, financial happiness. But this is, this is, uh, this is horrible. Yeah, and where do you think now technology comes into play with that? Because like you said, these natural materials are the ones that are being harvested and be- thus having these environments destroyed. Because, of course, I feel like that relates to both your geoglyphs and now also like this future of design and the internet and VR, in a sense. Like kind of Yeah, I mean... Yeah, exactly. But uh, by kind of exploiting these, the, the, the surface of Earth, we, we need our technologies. We are kind of, we rely on them. Or are we, are we at the point that we want to give up our comfort? I don't think so. So this is something, again, this is a very subversive topic. So we need our technologies, and for sure we will keep using them. But is there a certain amount, or are there limits we can talk about, or... Are there any kind of sustainable sources we can use for this? 
so this is more um, not about going back. You know, this is not like we're going back in history into, uh, you know, feudalism or somewhere, you know, in the Stone Age or somewhere. No, but how can we keep our comfort and our, I don't know, the information society? How can we live in this, but with less? Yeah, like just be find that perfect balance of comfort and product. Yeah, but that's this is a serious issue that that should be dealt on like bigger bigger scale, not just designers meeting and talking about it, but of course other conferences and and politicians they should really talk about this. Definitely. Well, I think we should probably leave that there because that's a real hefty topic, and like a lot of people, this is always going to be up for debate, especially in the future. But mm-hmm. it was great talking to you about all this. Hope you enjoy the rest of your tour around New Zealand. Thank you so much. Yeah, I will enjoy awesome. the road trip. Hopefully catch you in Dunedin at some point if you ever make it down or around here, but understandable if you don't. Thank you. No problem. All enjoy. Right. Bye. Catch you. That was the Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.